Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Red Carpet to Trailer Trash. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me is the Black Friday to my Thanksgiving, Mr. Connor Rock. How, when do you think of that one? About ten seconds ago. Oh, nice. I, this is, I'm not disappointed in it. I liked it. Arguably, I'm the worst of the pair, uh... In this you know, analogy. in hindsight, I would also be the, uh, I would actually more likely be the Black Friday to your Thanksgiving, if if I'm being more accurate, uh, due to my undying love of capitalism and the almighty Lord <laughs> Bezos. Fair enough. Um, so, I, I might sound a little different today. Uh, my dog chewed my microphone, so there might be a lot of background stuff, uh, and just noises you don't normally hear because she ate like the sponge. So we're gonna have to deal with that. Uh, I also might sound a little bit like I'm in pain because I no longer have eyes after gouging them out because you made me watch Cats trailer. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, it's just it's gonna be my whole my whole time. I'm just gonna be yelling about cats. I also full disclosure, I skimped on the work a little bit. Uh, I did watch a trailer of each of them, but instead of watching the trailers, I watched Mike Barbiglia's new uh, Netflix special. So that's what I was doing like right before this, and I'll probably talk about that on some too. So just just in the interest of being transparent, <laughs> and and Connor's celebratory court, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. <laughs> uh, but uh, this yeah, though this week we're gonna be talking about. Uh, my review of Knives Out, which I just finished watching, and then we'll be uh, looking at a review. We'll be looking at the previews for The Irishman, which just came out on Netflix. Uh, we'll be looking at Playmobil the movie. Uh, yes, you heard me right. <laughs> Playmobil the movie. I did and have then, to read that like four different times when you sent me the list earlier. <laughs> And then cats. Ugh. Uh, Connor's clear favorite, which is why we decided to leave it till the end. I mean, um, I don't think I'm going to have that much to say about it. That's not just me yelling about it. So. <laughs> well, that's that's what we call a tease, Connor. <laughs> All right. So we in the biz like to call a tease. I got a lot of thoughts on these cats. And you're them. about to hear them. <laughs> Uh yeah so hey uh while we're while we're here it is December I forgot to watch a Christmas movie but uh it it's closer to Thanksgiving how was your Thanksgiving It was fine I uh I on Thanksgiving I, nothing really super exciting happened did some early Black Friday shopping uh then I just kind of went home and went to bed but uh blacked out on Black Friday mm -hmm. uh because because I only ate lunch that day, and then proceeded to go uh, drinking from three until ten. That'll do it. <laughs> I don't don't quite recall when I left because apparently I threw up an Irish goodbye, in the <laughs> sense that yeah, just... I just fucking disappeared. Fun fact: Did you know that a French exit is another term for an Irish goodbye? No, I wait. It's the same thing, but it's called a French exit. Yes, but I think Irish goodbye implies drunkenness, so that's uh, more that's more accurate. In French exit, uh, just because they're rude. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, that, that makes sense. Uh huh. Yeah, it all checks out. That makes a lot of sense. 
But yeah, so that's what I did, and then on Saturday, I felt like utter garbage, uh, partially because I'm still sick, uh, because God hates me. Um, Haven't you been sick for like three years? It's It's been a so while. Like off and on sickness, yeah. Well, it's been like a light sickness, and then it seems to have like, it got really bad there for like a couple days, and then I'm like, oh, I'm fine. And now it's getting worse again, and... Uh, Long story short, I might have to have my tonsils removed at some point. Ew. Yeah. It's not fun. Are your tonsils making you sick? No, they're swollen, like they're enlarged. Mm. Okay, well, so. I mean, this isn't a tonsils podcast. <laughs> as much as that might go over better than this one does. Um, we still have well, the listener, though. I think we might have two listeners now, so that's pretty spooky. Oh, man. I know, we're moving oh up in the world. Oh, man, oh, man. Doing absolutely no promotion for this whatsoever, we got two listeners. Oh, buddy. We're moving on up in the world. Uh, also, my, yeah, my so, Thanksgiving uh, how was... how your Thanksgiving? Oh, I was just going to give you shit for not asking me, but never mind. I'll, well, I'll well we did this. just sort of transition into you asking me, and then... Making a comment about how I was sick. Yeah, no, I remember. I was there. It just happened. Um, Yeah, it was good. It was good. I saw some family I haven't seen in a while, which was nice. And then uh, driving back, I got a fucking flat, though, and that was annoying. And then when I got the flat, like, we managed to save the tire because it was kind of like... I hit, like, a pothole or a curb or something pulling into a sheets Uh, parking lot to put air in my tires. Ironic. Yeah. And, like, it just, like, kind of, I don't know the technical term, I'm not a mechanic, but, like, the tire just, like, slid in to the rim, and that's what made it lose air pressure. So I, like, had to put the flat on and go back home, or the spare on and go back home. And we managed to save the tire, which is cool, but then it turns out that when that happened, my front axle is went, like, out of alignment now, so I gotta get that fixed. And that was a real bummer on my day-to-day. So I was driving yeah, down a heady one... And anytime I'd hit like over sixty miles an hour, my whole steering column would just be like shaking violently back and forth. So I had to poke down eighty one today. If anyone experienced that, um, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna tell you what day it is, though. So fuck out of here. Not this time. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was Thanksgiving, and uh, it was yeah, it was nice. Speaking of uh, family gatherings, that was Knives Out. Oh, look at that transition. How good we're getting at this. Hell yeah. I haven't really Goddamn right. <laughs> that was the movie. Oh, I need to close this window. I'm just looking at all these fucking cats and ugh. All right. How was Knives Out? <laughs> Knives Out was very good. Uh, I had actually heard a lot of really good things about it. And so I was like a little disappointed because everyone was telling me how much they enjoyed it. And, like, I enjoyed it, but it seemed like it was going to be, like, hyped up a little more than it should have been. Uh, it was a very solid, uh, it was a very solid case, uh, or a very solid movie. It was a whodunit classic. Right. You don't really get those nowadays as much uh, when it's not, like, a horror story, trying to figure out who the who the murderer is. Yeah. Usually it's, like... Uh, it, it, you don't get much of the uh, Agatha Christie Murder on the Orient Express or Death on the Nile type stuff anymore. But uh, this, it actually tells you 
strangely enough, it gives you a general idea of what happened in the at the end of the first act. Uh, and there's, as you would expect, there's a bit of a twist towards the end. Okay. But it, the way it's set up is it does what you would expect from a whodunit movie like this. And most of your expectations are met in the first act, where it's all these different family members are clearly lying about this, that, or the other. Uh, they don't actually like each other. They're just putting up a facade. Um, and really the main character of the entire movie is the, uh, nurse for the elderly man named Marta, who is, it doesn't actually, I don't know if they actually say where she's from. I want to say she's a Guatemalan immigrant. Who is she played by? Or is she is she one of the big names? I don't. I, there was a lot of people in this. Cast. I've I've never seen her before. Okay. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Um, but she. That's actually one of the running jokes is that they never say she's from the same Latin country twice. They say she's from Paraguay, Uruguay, Guatemala, Brazil, uh, Mexico. And Ecuador, but they ne- I so I don't actually know what <laughs> okay, what country she's from because they literally say a different country every time. No, does it fly in twenty nineteen? I don't know how I feel about that. Well, that's that's sort of the joke. Is there's a lot of like very subtle jokes that take place in this, um, that are very like twenty nine. It's very much trying to mock rich people. In the modern day. Uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And also, just and to clarify, so, when I said I don't know how I feel about that, like, I'm here for it, I was not... That, that, that was me being satirical or ironic. I don't know, fuck it, never mind, what are you saying? Um, the, the banter in this movie uh, is actually quite entertaining. Uh, and there's a speech towards the end where Daniel Craig, who's playing the... Like uh, Southern detective, right? yeah, uh, or he's actually a private investigator. He uh, is describing the case as being like a donut, and it's so ridiculous. It's incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, the it's it seems my biggest criticism is that it's a little predictable, although it does a lot of good things to try and distract you from that and sort of give you doubts about how predictable it actually is. Um, the, all of the different like secrets that exist are paid off. Uh, there's some interesting visuals. Uh, I don't want to like give away the twist, but the way things are shot, the juxtaposition of, how the family behaves in different situations. It's very like, it's very much doing what you want from a from a film where it doesn't tell you what the character is thinking. It shows you what they're thinking and who they are, uh, and it's it's done very effectively. Okay. Uh, so overall, I'd say this was a really good movie. Uh, I'm not sure if it's quite like. If it's quite good enough to be like top ten in the year, but it's it's definitely up there. Yeah, I haven't uh, met anyone who's seen it and said it was bad. 
It was, it wasn't, like, it's not going to win any, any awards, I don't think, but it was definitely an entertaining movie worth the watch, and a lot of people said that they were, like, kind of weirded out and annoyed by Daniel Craig's southern accent, but I thought that it made perfect sense, because he was playing, I, maybe it's just me, I thought he was playing someone from Louisiana, and that that's, like, a very good, like, deep Cajun accent, but... Apparently it really Apparently it really really bothered some people. I don't know. Well, everyone's going to be mad about something. And if it's yep. Daniel Craig's Cajun accent, I think the movie uh, could have done worse. Yeah, it was it did a good job of incorporating some comedy, uh some a bit of suspense into this like keeping you guessing on certain things. Uh, even if it was a, a tad more predictable than I would have liked. Overall, I'd say it was a pretty good movie. Is uh, is Daniel Craig still James Bond? Or is that... Long... I don't know. I had thought that Daniel Craig was supposed supposedly turning turned down the opportunity for the next role. I believe the quote was, they couldn't pay me enough money. Uh, but then I, I mean, That franchise kind of sucks now. I th- I thought that I had seen a uh, a commercial that showed that he was still the next. He was like doing this one last Bond that's supposed to come out, but I'm not sure. Well, if it ever does, and we get some trailers for it, I'm sure we'll talk about it because if there's nothing more that I love talking about than a 15 part action movie series franchise. Well, you know that the theory is that 007 and James Bond are actually just code names, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just talking about Daniel Craig's, like, his own... Regardless of the history of the whole franchise, he's done, like, what, four movies now? Uh, Yes, I believe it's Spectre, Skyfall, Casino Royale, and Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that sounds right. And they were, like, fine for a little bit, and then, I don't know, they just got old. It was a cool reimagining, like, he was more realistic, and then... They just they beat it in the ground. See, I've only seen the first one, Casino Royale, and I really liked how they did it more of him earning his uh, his 007 status. Yeah, no, and, like I said, I think the first two were good. Yeah. But then Hollywood uh, yeah, ran I've away only, with it. I've only seen the one. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big action movie person either, though, so... That could have factored in a little bit. Uh, maybe just a little, but <laughs> anything more on uh, Knives Out? There was something I wanted to with Knives Out. The Daniel Craig. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Was there something else? I don't know. Oh yeah, Ryan Johnson was the director of this. Yeah, and boy oh boy, I wish he would have put as much thought into the fucking last Star Wars movie he made. <laughs> As as he did in this goddamn movie, we, got, uh, we gotta we'll, save it. We gotta save it for it's just two weeks now before we can just that's, that's yell about Star Wars. It's a tease. I gotta keep teasing it. We'll get <laughs> into more details on the on the Last Jedi and uh, Star Wars and its general conditions in two weeks. Yeah. Also, you remember how? Well, here on the theme of teasing, I remembered what your controversial opinion is about Star Wars. And we need to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We most certainly do. 
And we will in two weeks, I think. And it is in two weeks. Um, but we'll talk about that later in the in the thing. Why we bumped? That's why we bumped up cats. Um, but anyway, are we are we done with the uh, knives out? All in all, pretty good movie. Very entertaining. Not gonna win any awards. Yep, pretty much. I mean, I would ask about like the acting or something oh. like that, but it's oh like... yeah, the acting. Uh, Chris Evans was great. He was only on screen for like a total of ten minutes, and he stole the show in my mind. I thought he was thoroughly entertaining, very amusing. Uh, that kid, uh, fuck, what's his name? The actor that plays Bill. I don't feel like pulling up IMDb. That plays Bill in It Chapter One. I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't know his name either, but he's in it for and has like three. He has like five total lines in the entire movie. Are they good lines at least, or? Uh, n- not really. He's just sort of like there. Okay. Uh, he. Uh, I will say that what they did was they basically took every possible stereotype of the uh, white of the white rich family and had different characters playing those roles uh was thoroughly entertaining this gave me a lot of like uh shit what was that movie we talked about it may have been it's one of the first two episodes maybe three episodes the one where like the game people make people play hide and seek oh ready or not yeah it kind of gave me that that vibes with like the how the characters are composed Honestly, kind of similar. They're not quite as terrible people in this one as they are in that one. Well, yeah, Uh, I mean, this one, I'd imagine, doesn't devolve into murder, hide-and-seek. No, it doesn't. Even though one of them Um, was a killer, or probably is a killer, unless it was Daniel Craig that did it. That's my prediction. You heard it here first. I'm never going to see the movie, probably. uh, Classic. Speaking of never but, seeing the movies, there is a strong chance that I will come into next week's episode having seen The Irishman because I do not have to leave my couch. Yeah, well, it's also a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, I saw, I saw when we were we were cooking dinner, and I like, I don't know, it was, it was a few hours before we recorded. And I was like, holy shit, maybe I should watch this and like just blow Ian's mind. I saw this like three hours and twenty nine minutes. It's like, what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had no, I was not even slightly worried that that was going to happen, because you would have had to have, from the time I texted you what the plan was for today, and when we recorded, you pretty much would have had to have started it immediately. (laughs) Did it just come out today? It came out, uh, I think on Thanksgiving. No, on Thanksgiving, okay. Yes, but I, uh, I forgot about it last week, because I... It had already been in, like, select theaters, and I didn't know when the wide release was on the Netflix. Uh, so that's why we're talking about The Irishman, which is our next, uh, which yeah. is our... Uh, I guess that's as good a segue as any, is just talking about the movie kind of naturally and then talking about the yeah. movie. So let's talk yeah. about The Irishman. Yeah, just as a summary, the acting was pretty well done, fairly effective, Nothing super impressive. But yeah, The Irishman. So what did you think, what impression did you get from watching a preview of The Irishman? So what I pieced together, or what I pieced together from the trailer is like, De Niro's character is, I hope, made to look older than he is. 
Because I don't think De Niro looks like he's like on death's door. And maybe it was just a few scenes. I mean, in a few scenes he was younger, but I don't know. They do all kinds of crazy crap with mag movie magic these days. Anyway, he's like an old guy, or like an old... One of like the old blood of the mob, or some type of crime family. And he's like recounting his... I don't want to call him adventures, but his like his, his like rise to one of the like the main guys after everyone else has kind of either died or like gone away. Uh huh. And it just kind of it seems to just be his the story of that. I don't know. I didn't get home a whole lot more than that. Yeah, it was very it was very Scorsese like in the sense that it didn't really give much of an idea of what the plot is. It just. Uh, I believe from looking at the description that there's, uh, it's in a lot of connection to Jimmy Hoffa, the famed mob boss that went missing. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to something in a second, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, the, I, it's always, it's a little strange to me that I think Martin Scorsese only uses like the same, like six actors as major uh, major players in his movies, and just sort of rotates them around. Yeah, well, I don't know. Because like, I mean, he did he did Goodfellas, he did Casino, he did this, he did Wolf of Wall Street, uh, all great movies. I didn't realize Wolf of Wall Street was Scorsese. It is, yes. I don't know. I did not know that. I believe that was his last movie. Probably. I mean, that was what twenty. 13. Thir yeah. I'll say 14 or 13. It was a good one. Very good one. It inspired a lot of football games with the Matthew McConaughey chest bump chant. Is that is that really all you took out of that? What? Yeah, that's a, they even did that. Like just, I saw a high school football game recently when they did that. Are you there? I think I'm losing you. No, I, I I got unplugged there for a second, but you were saying the high school football game? Yeah, it even did the, uh, like, the high school football game even did the, like, uh, chant, you know? Uh. Yeah, and I was uh, like, that's from so long ago. Uh, Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good movie inspired that, so Seven Nation Army, like, wasn't the only one. Finally. Okay, I have this theory about if I was ever like a head coach for any uh, university football team, because I know a lot about football, you know that, and I would just make it, I would just talk to like the sound guys, and we'd never play Seven Nation Army, and I think the other team would be so thrown off that we'd win the game. Did you get unplugged again, or did we, <laughs> you no, just dumbfounded? No, I, I heard it, I just didn't, <laughs> didn't quite care. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's my. Football. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what your like, what your thought process is there. I. It seems more like a very jokey thing to say, just in a way of being like, yeah, fuck these people because all they seem to do, is uh, they they only seem to ever want to, play this one goddamn song and every single school does it. Yeah. So you don't play it, at your home stadium and it throws people off. Yeah, I don't think it would throw people off that much. Well, we'll probably never find out, so... I'm 100% certain we will not find <laughs> we'll out. We'll never know. Uh, in case you were wondering, the he's also been a producer on a documentary called The 50-Year Argument. 
and sure, he was also producer of the movie Silence. Why? What is the movie Silence? I believe that was the Meryl Streep movie where she was playing a nun. Oh no, uh, that was the one with uh, Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, and Liam Neeson. Uh, oh, where they two Portuguese Jesuit priests travel to Japan in an attempt to locate their mentor, who is rumored to have committed apostasy and to pro- uh, propagate Catholicism. That sounds like the exact kind of bullshit Andrew Garfield would be doing these days. That was three years ago. Well, that's why he stopped being Spider-Man, because he wanted to go like do independent crap. I mean, I guess he didn't stop being Spider-Man. That's why he didn't like fight for it when they were like, these suck. Or maybe he recognized, yeah, they do suck. Controversial opinion, Andrew Garfield was my favorite Spider-Man. Somebody fight me. Come get me. Here's my address. Uh, well, you're wrong. I I don't know what else to tell you. That's a bad opinion, and you should feel bad, but... <laughs> okay. Tom Holland's pretty great. And Tobey Maguire was, like, fine when he did it, but he was... There are people who, like, argue that he was the best. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Tobey Maguire is probably... Probably the worst. I think Tom Holland is easily the best. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty good, but I, I don't know. I just I think I liked Andrew Garfield's first movie so much for the reasons, like, people didn't like it. And it was mostly because they, like, redesigned the suit and made it look, like, cool for the first time. And then the second movie, they gave it, like, a more classic look because everyone there was so much, like, fan backlash being like, don't change Spider-Man. It's some bullshit. I never actually saw the second movie. It was pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's why I have no interest in ever watching it. It was like, ironically, while while we got taken on a tangent of discussing superhero movies, while discussing a Martin Scorsese film. Do you, should we discuss what Martin Scorsese said about the MCU movies? I don't actually know what he said. So you tell me. He said that they are not actually cinema, and that it's basically like paying. For a two-hour roller coaster ride, and that's what like it's equivalent to paying for a trip to a theme park, as opposed to actual cinema, and that is what he said about the MCU movies. I mean, he's not entirely wrong, because they're not like cinematic in, in the sense that like any film critic, like they they're crit- they're critically well reviewed, but they don't like have the air of cinematography, if that makes sense. They're not as pretentious as Martin Scorsese. Is <laughs> probably the best way to put it. So that's fair. But if you want, like, super cinematic stuff, or, or very true to, or true cinema, why don't you just go see plays? Because that's the truest form of acting there is. It's a solid point. I would say that he's mostly correct in the sense that because MCU movies are so formulaic... Yeah. The, they lack as much originality, and so it's sort of like doing a paint-by-numbers sort of thing. So even if it's like a beautiful painting, their formula's already been laid out. Uh, it's like the difference between baking a cake from scratch and using a, uh, a, a box recipe sort of thing, where... Yeah, no, the, like, uh, I get 
I get what he's saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I don't know. I think it's just like a, it's a very no like, reason to be hoity, a dick, hoity Scorsese. Thing. Yeah. Um, but what do you what do you think of the Irishman? I mean, I think it's gonna be good. The runtime might be a little long. I don't understand that. Uh, um, but yeah, I, what's, what's your take? I think it'll be a pretty good movie. Uh, I've yet to see a Martin Scorsese film that I haven't liked. Granted, they all run a little long, so I haven't seen too many of them. Uh, he's he's honestly just one of the best uh, producers directors that we've that we've had. Uh, he's probably one of the, like the top five living uh, producer directors uh, available. Uh, I I can't help but be uh, excited for this movie. Uh, but sudden, but then once you see that you have to sit down for three and a half hours, that really lets some uh, air out of your sails. Yeah, he should have done it as like a series, maybe. Or is that too far from his view of cinema? I assume it's too far from his view of cinema. I don't, I don't believe that he would want to do that. Uh, that's not how he imagined it. I guess but I did see fair. that someone, someone had arranged for it to be if you wanted to watch it as like a four part miniseries you could basically watch like three parts were about 50 minutes and then the third part was an hour and 10 minutes or uh, so someone's already part. like cut it in half or not in half obviously but cut it to where it needs yeah. to be if you're gonna not watch a three and a half hour movie Yep. upside of that it's straight it's on Netflix so you don't have to go to a theater and sit there for three and a half hours I don't know. Yeah, You're... I believe that if it's that long, they actually have to give you, like, uh, what's it called? The intermission. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know movie theaters still did that. Or did it ever. They definitely did do it. I'm not sure if it's still a thing, but it used to be because, like, Lawrence of Arabia, for example, that movie is four hours long. Well, that movie's also it's... older than I am, so I meant, like, in my lifetime. <laughs> I don't know how... Maybe they had to do it for Titanic. They had to use two VHS tapes for it. So, well, yeah, switch it out. I'd, I'd, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know about this. I'm just glad that you don't have to sit in a theater for three and a half hours to watch this. Sit on your couch yep. like for three and a half hours like you do anyway. Okay, and then I think that that's pretty much all we have to say about... The Irishman, so why don't we move on to the kids' movie that we'll be discussing. That is actually the only movie that I saw was coming out this weekend. Playmobil the movie. Fuck this. <laughs> Remember how last week I was so complimentary on the trailers you, you made me watch? Yeah. Well, this was like the exact... Excluding the Irishman, this is a fucking 180. Although, I want to say, I, I came into the Playmobil trailer and I wanted to hate it. I saw it, I looked at it, I was like, I hate this. And then the trailer is actually like, don't get me wrong, it's n probably not going to be a good movie, but the trailer was better than I expected it to be. My bar was very low, though. So, you said you've, you've only seen this once, right? I Yeah, I think I've only seen it maybe once or twice, well, as opposed to most of these trailers... Because since I go to at least one movie a week, and usually it's two or three, 
most of these I've seen the previews for at least four or five times. Okay, so what it, the movie looks like is it's pretty much the plot of the Lego movie, except instead of Will Ferrell trying um, to like super glue everybody, it's like citizens of the different worlds, which that still exists in the Playmobil, like the different, like whatever. Yeah. They, they still, like the different worlds, they, they're disappearing. And instead of like some just like random nobody, it's up to like this spy and maybe two random nobodies to figure yep. out what's going on. And it's also just pretty much like the the like discount everyone who was in the Lego movie like as a voice actor. Like Jim Gaffigan's in this. And that Yeah. Th- that speaks it's, volumes. It's actually kind of ironic. Uh, because, sort of like Playmobil, uh, this movie is just, every aspect of it is a knockoff of the Lego movie. Yeah. Like, Megan Trainor is in it. Holy shit, Daniel Radcliffe's in it. Although I can't say he's done anything that impressive since Harry Potter. So he hasn't done anything that impressive. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, do you see Swiss Army Man? I did not. How was it? <laughs> it's a... I don't know. I watched it a little uh, intoxicated, we'll say. It's a trip. Like, he's got, like, a boner that points north, and it's... It, he's a Swiss Army man. Like, he's a jet ski at one time, because he, like, farts across the ocean. I don't know. It's... it's. It might be the weirdest movie I've ever seen. That being said, I did not have a bad time watching it, so it might be worth to check it out if you ever got, like, an hour and a half to just kill, and you don't have literally anything else better to do. But anyway, uh, yes, this is this is a very much a knockoff of the Lego movie. They waited a while. They released it when Lego did their second movie, which until last week when we talked about it, I didn't even know it existed. So, can't imagine that did well either. Well, this is just another example and it's so painful seeing this like at least once a month. It's cash grab the movie. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know anyone who was clamoring for this movie. Uh, I don't know... Granted, I also don't know many people that have children. I don't know who's clamoring, whose children are like, I really want to go see the Playmobil movie. Yeah. I... Because I thought... My impression was Playmobil was like Legos, but for like young, young kids. Like, aren't they like bigger, blockier kind of... So I don't know who's going to want to see, like, this weird median of... It's not... I don't know. It, I agree. I, I don't... I don't really know why this was made, other than to be like, maybe they'll buy our toys again. But it is just one gigantic night... Well, hold on, let me check before I say this. Nine, uh, 99-minute... <laughs> Commercial, ad. yeah. It's... It, it's just 99-minute ad placement yeah. of Playmobil toys. That's all this is. There's no reason this movie should exist. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be entertaining. Uh, it's more charming than expected because I expect nothing. Uh, and I will receive nothing because I am fully anticipating that this movie, all of the charming aspects were in the previews. Wait, hold the phone here. 
Okay. okay. Ne- never mind. Never mind. Never mind. For whatever reason, the the Google machine told me that this was released August thirtieth. But I just double checked, and that's not true. So don't hold the phone. Pick the phone back up. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. It, I don't like it. I don't like that it exists. I don't like any part of it. It, like Playmobil, should go to hell. And anyone who plays with Playmobil should go to hell. Just get some fucking Legos. They're way better. That's my hot take. Uh, so, just out of curiosity, yeah. I'm currently on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. What would you guess the current rating on Rotten Tomatoes is for Playmobil the movie? Uh, I, I, I know, because I, I saw it. it well, okay. I, this is the same thing that lied to me about when it was released. So, I'm, I'm looking at 24%. That is correct. There okay. have been 37 reviews by critics, and they have it at 24%. So it's quite the endorsement. Uh, it is still two points higher than Playing With Fire, so that's a thing. <laughs> no. um, fortunately, Knives Out got 97%, so there's, there's that. Honestly, I think um, 24% for this movie is charitable. That better come down in the in the coming days, because that's nuts. Although I don't think I'd rather see Playing With Fire. I might rather see the Playmobil movie. Gun to my head, like if I had to pick, probably Playmobil. I, I, would, I would probably agree with you, because there's a chance that there's something interesting done. Yeah. But it's just the okay. whole... The whole pro- it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I hate it. Speaking of so, the fucking heebie-jeebies... Can we talk about cats I, yet? Yeah, we can talk about cats. Let's hear your rant. Oh, first of all, I was really hoping... I watched I watched 50 seconds of the second trailer that was released like last week. Because I watched the first one when it came out just to watch the absolute like horror that it was. Dumpster fire. The word you're looking for is dumpster fire. Yeah, dumpster fire, monstrosity, horror, just... Yeah, and also this brings me back to remember we talked about Abominable. <laughs> I googled Abominable movie trailer, and the Cats trailer was the first uh, first uh, result. But of course, they were correct. So I watched the second one because I thought maybe they like Sonic the Hedgehog this shit, and people were like, "Why do the cats look so weird?" And the studio was like, "You're right, they are fucking terrifying and weird and horrible, and we'll change them a little bit to make it look a little better." And I watched the second trailer, and they did nothing. So, I mean, I it's it's a musical. It's a very well. I don't know a lot about musicals, so I, I'm assuming it's a it's a well-renowned musical because it's been around a while. It's actually strange that you mentioned that because, as far as I can tell, it was like very popular amongst the older crowd, and like it had a long stint on Broadway. But most people consider it to be. I believe Andrew Lloyd Webber is the one who wrote it. Most sure. people consider it to be his worst musical because it doesn't actually have a plot to it. It's just seeing c- different cats in different situations. Which, yeah, is kind of what the the 50 seconds of the trailer I got. It looks like, so there's like a mama cat who's, I don't know, she, it might be Ian McKellen's in this. Everyone is in this fucking movie. Well, he's... I respect that man. 
I don't respect like James Corden or Taylor Swift or Jason Derulo. Actually, eh, I fuck with Jason Derulo a little bit. Anyway, so you got like Mama Cat who's offering their the one lucky cat a better life, and that's the plot I put together. And then they all like shimmy around and try to win a dance contest, a singing contest. I don't know. Do you have any insight there? I legitimately did not gather a singular plot point from the entire film, having watched this uh, this trailer a few times. I have no idea what it's about. Not the slightest idea. Uh, Idris Elba seems like he's the cool cat. Oh uh, um, yeah, he's like uh, what's his name McCavity. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a western cat, which is just. He is his own abomination in a movie of abominations. This would legitimately haunt my nightmares to see this if I was a child. Because it also seems like these cats are like... Because they're played by people in like... I'm assuming like body suits. I don't, it's just, I don't like how human they are. They that was just would such fall a into the weird... uncanny valley. Which I believe we've discussed before. Uh, yes, we definitely have. And I definitely remember what it is. Do you? No. Okay, so the Uncanny Valley is the idea that it's something that you recognize isn't actually human, but it looks too human for it to be something else. So it falls into the Uncanny Valley where it's too close to being human for it to, uh, like, it's so... For something that for something else to not realize that it's human, but it's not close. But because you know that it isn't human, it makes you uncomfortable with how close to human it actually is. Yeah, that could be it. It's just, I hate it. I just I hate everything about this movie. I hate everyone who greenlit it. I wish it would stop. And also, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Who does it think it is going up against Star Wars? Now, regardless of our opinions on how this next Star Wars movie is going to be, what is Cats thinking? I have no idea. I do love the idea of there being people who show up in cosplay for Cats alongside the people who are in cosplay for Star Wars. That just sort of (laughs) brings me joy. You could probably do both. That's probably a race in Star Wars. Wait, hold on. Okay, so I'm looking at Google Images of these absolute abominations. Are these... So these are just like... They're actually cats. Like, they're the size of cats? They're supposed to be the size of cats, is what you're telling me. Yes. I mean, I get it. I just didn't really piece it together because they look so human. I thought they'd be, like, scaled up in their world. But these are just, like... These are cats. Like... The more I say this, the more it sounds stupid, because the movie is called Cats. But I didn't expect them to be like cats in our world. I thought there was like this own separate universe of just cat people. But now I'm looking at this. There's a girl holding a giant knife and fork sitting on a big-ass chair, and I realized I was wrong, and I hate it even more now. Yeah, it just begs the question, Why? Why is this a thing that's happening? Why are we being subjected to this? <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to look at this anymore. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on cats? Uh, I do have a final thought on cats, uh, and that is, do you know what Jason Derulo's character name is? <laughs> nope. It is Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what to do with that. I get, and that's, uh, I get the, that's it these, for these my are, thoughts on cats. I mean, yeah, they're all names from the original, I'm, I guess, but... Well, the uh, just... the names and the story itself comes from a collection of poetries by T.S. Eliot. So, I know my answer now. When people are always like, if you could go back in time and kill one person, who would it be? It's T.S. Eliot right before he writes these fucking poems. So my... Most people would choose, like, Hitler, or, like... Nope. <laughs> Pol Pot. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Mao, if Mao Zedong, Genghis Khan. If I'm getting um, this opportunity, I can only assume there's someone else who will kill Hitler. And I don't even have a realistic plan to how to kill Hitler. I guess you, like, kill him as a kid. But I could probably get away with killing T.S. Eliot, because... I don't know. He, he, it probably isn't that hard. to Like, he's not as well guarded. Getting away with murder had to be so easy back in, like, the 1800s. And I realize this is, like, uh, this is basically the John Mulaney bit. But, like, how, how, like, if you were a serial killer, like, how would they find you? Yeah, no, like, before could... forensics existed, you could just do whatever you wanted. And if no one saw it, you were like, well... Got away with they that one. legit had to just catch you in the act of murdering a person. Yeah. And they'd never catch me, and I'd get T.S. Eliot, and I, my 2019 eyeballs would never have to look at Taylor Swift in a fursuit, or whatever the hell you want to call a CGI fursuit. Uh, unless you were into that kind of thing. Oh, there's definitely somebody that's into this. Like, Guarantee I, it. I wonder... I'm certain that someone thinks this is just perfect. Oh my god. No! I'm, I'm certain that you knew where that was going immediately. I actually did not. And <laughs> this that made this horrible evening of looking at these cats, watching cats trailers, even worse. Well, I had to bring you back down after giving you the uplifting look at last week. That's fair. I got. I was really excited for this podcast for one week, and then this shit. <laughs> one happened. whole week. Yeah. All right. So fuck cats. Don't go see it, anybody. Uh, instead, watch Mike Birbiglia's new Netflix stand-up. It's pretty good. I think it's. It could be his funniest. It's right up there with Sleepwalk with me, in my opinion. And uh, he gives a very honest take on parenting. So that's that. That's what I really wanted to talk about. That is a uh, that is a very crudely jammed in review <laughs> of Mike Birbiglia's newest stand-up special. Well, I yelled about cats for too long. I didn't anticipate so much to say. I thought it would just be me screaming profanities into a microphone. But no, I mean it speaks for himself. He speaks for himself. Everyone's it's fine. Um, but yeah, we're doing good on time. Is there anything you want to give a nice uh, review of, just random? I mean, I threw the Baja uh, Men in here at one point. You can do anything. There are no rules here. 
I can do anything. Anything. Well, I'm going to do a quick review of my favorite Christmas movie, which is uh, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Uh, controversial opinion, because a lot of people may be thinking, hey, what about these other Christmas movies that are so popular? Nope. It's got to be Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation. It's most laugh-out-loud funny movie you'll see about Christmas. Um, and I don't think I really need to explain a whole lot about it. It's uh, it's just more me saying that that's a, that's a great movie of high quality. And if you've never seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, yeah. I, I will agree. I'll endure. I'll second that. I never saw any of the National Lampoons until a few years ago. My mom was like, let's watch this at Christmas. And I was like, ugh. And now we watch it every year, and it's a great time. So that's uh, that's that. Let's do uh, let's give us the rundown. Okay, so just in review, Knives Out was ready for the red carpet. Quality movie, decent acting, quality writing. The Irishman looks like it's gonna be ready for the red carpet. Another Scorsese hit. Sounds, uh, then Playmobil right. the movie. Don't really know why this exists. It's probably trailer trash. Uh, and then cats should be, uh, all those cats should be thrown in the same dumpster and lit on fire <laughs> because there's no goddamn reason this should exist. Uh, and whoever thought this was a good idea uh, should be stabbed. Uh, that is another trailer trash. Can we actually make a new category for just for cats right now? And we'll just call it trailer cats. And it's just because... I think Cats is so deserving of its own just absolute bottom tier category. We could call it the Trailer Trash Fire. Okay. It's a Trailer Trash tra Trailer Trash Fire. And it was brought on, we just need it it's it's like how those awards are like they also have like founded because of this. They're like because of this guy. We just need to remember that Trailer Trash Fire is because of Cats. Because it needs to live in infamy. It needs to remember what it did. You know what you did, <laughs> Tom Hooper. All right, well, that's, that's that. <laughs> Go on probably for a few hours about how much I hate this, this stuff, but it would just get repetitive. Um, so I've been Connor Rock. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter. We have a Twitter, although it's not active much. We need to really get on that. Uh, at RCTT Podcast. You can follow my dog on Instagram. She's adorable at, at Miss Phoebe P. And then, when she's not uh, vandalizing your mics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also not... listen to my other podcast, The Sports Gambling Fade the, po uh, Fade the Public. Comes out uh, once a week. Um, don't you have another one? Or is that one... Uh, that one is yet to come out yet, and so I will not advertise it. I have recorded an episode, but it is not ready for consumption. Gotcha. All right, well, and then also the guy with the pot, that's Ian Collins. Uh, you got, you said your things before. I could say your name. This is a mess. All right, everybody, until next time. Until next time? <laughs> <laughs>